going on, everybody? It is Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's your boys, Mike and Mish, with the Mike and Mish Show. What's up, Mike? Hello, hello, hello. Here we are, another week. It's almost Christmas time. I'm excited. we got a couple of new guests on the show. We're going to bring our guest list up to 199 tonight. 199 after tonight's show. We're going to have a special... We're going to have to find somebody special to be the 200th guest that we ever have on this show. But before we get into our program, you know we got to shout out our sponsors. Here we Norcom go. Norcom Mortgage and Michael Mish are delivering the American dream to those who serve America, helping veterans obtain the dream of home ownership. They offer programs that include no money down, no first-time homebuyer requirement, 100% cash-out refinances, rehab loans. They can help you. Purchase a home, purchase a condo, refinance an existing mortgage, create a dream home with rehab loan. To learn more, visit www.michaelmish.norcommortgage.com or call 860-884-2103. To hear more, make sure you guys hit up Norcom Mortgage. That's the best commercial ever made. Mike, you kill it. Um, hit up Michael Mish and Norcom Mortgage. He's licensed in 38 states, and he can help you with all your loan needs. He's one of the best in the business. He's a top one percenter in the country, motherfuckers. And our next, con- uh, dude, our next sponsor is Guerrilla Warfare Apparel. Check this out, man. Look at this. Boom. Brand hot off the presses. Guerrilla Warfare. Mission accomplished. And Mike and Mish hats. We got the shirts. They got the Mike and Miss shirts available. We got the Mission Accomplished hoodies and everything available. So get your asses over to GorillaWarfareApparel.com. Use promo code Mike and Mish and buy yourself some stuff. Super comfortable, super durable. Let's go. Look at that. Brutal warfare. They're very violent with their clothes. And it's right up our alley yeah. of, our, of our bare knuckle fan. Like violent clothes. Fandom. With that said, guys, we got two guests tonight. That happened to be fighting each other on January 27th in Myrtle Beach. Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, our first guest made his debut in the BKFC back in, I believe it was May in Orlando on that Dylan Kleckler, uh, Arnold Adams card. And uh, we're going to talk to him about that. But he's about to make his second trip to the Squared Circle. And we're going to bring him on right now, Mr. Roberto Armas. What's up, dude? Hey, what's up, guys? What's happening? Roberto, I'm Mish. He's Mike. This is the Mike and Mish show. We welcome you. Uh, We are good friends with your manager, and uh, we were excited to uh, get you on the show tonight. What's going on? Uh, Not much. Just here prepping for the fight, you know. Uh, I've been getting ready since, uh, I would say, probably late September. Uh, I've been told that I might be getting a fight, so since then I've just been training my ass off. So um, once they actually announce a fight, it wasn't, you know, getting into fight camp, not going to be an issue here. We're already there. Now, your background do you have, is MMA background, boxing background. What was it before you took the gloves off or whatever kind of gloves you were wearing before and then stepped into the uh, squared circle? What were you doing before? The last fight that I took uh, prior to Bare Knuckle was an MMA fight. Uh, it ended up being a slugfest. Uh, the other dude wanted to throw down, so we, we pretty much threw hands. That was it. And then prior to that, uh, I had some some tie fights, kickboxing. 
boxing. And then prior to that, I was doing uh, MMA up in the uh, Pacific Northwest. Now, dude, let's just jump right into uh, bare knuckle fighting. We were there. Mike and I were there in Orlando for that event. I think it was BKFC 25, if I can remember right, down in Orlando at the Carib Royale. Was that the Carib Royale? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. Hell of a place, Carib Royale. Go check that out if you're ever in Orlando. It's it's really like a... I didn't even know that place existed. I didn't even know. It's, it's, it's extremely nice. And when yeah, we, it's when a nice place. Dude, and when we, were stand, when we were staying there, I'm like, man, these rooms... Are fucking pretty nice. I looked up the price. They're damn. They're pretty damn affordable. I don't know, like compared to like, if you're gonna go down to Orlando and stay on a Disney resort, you're spending like you're spending like five hundred dollars a night, six hundred dollars a night. This was like half that price, and it was beautiful there. But anyways, you get in there, you fought a guy named Travis Floyd, and what I noticed about you was forward pressure, constant forward pressure. You're rel- you were relentless with your pace. Like you were you were moving forward the entire time. You had him backing up the whole fight. You were landing a lot of shots. You never stopped throwing punches. But the fight ended abruptly, I think, after the second round, right? Yeah. Can no, you- it was after the third. After the third. Yeah. What happened there? What happened? Because it seemed like you were doing pretty damn well. And then all of a sudden the fight was over. What- so um, I mean, I, I that that is the kind of fighter that I am. I, I base myself off a lot of forward pressure. I, I want to take the fight to the person every single time. But one of the things that I noticed was uh, he, he was a, he was a good boxer. He was maneuvering very well. And uh, I got caught. I got caught in the left eye and I was seeing blurry out of it. So I do have a job and uh, I, you know, I, I have to watch out for, for what I do first primary. That's the, the breadwinner. I got four kids. So, you know, I need to take care of home first. And then, you know, think about fighting second. But I couldn't see out of the left eye, so I talked to the corner. Um, and, and then at that moment, that's when I realized my bu- nose was busted anyways. Uh, my, my corner was thinking the same thing. He's like, hey, your nose is it's broken. So, you know, it was kind of like a mutual uh, okay. understanding there. So it was a vision thing. It was the vision, and, and yeah, the yeah, I couldn't see. I couldn't see out of the left eye. Um, it was it was blurry, and I think what what happened is he just caught me in it, and then. Um, after that, I hadn't had that kind of injury before, so I was a little cautious with it. Now, did you um, were you feeling pretty comfortable in there though with the new sport? Uh, I'm sure you've been in fist fights in your life, but this is a an organized, <laughs> you know, this is an organized fist fight inside of a circle ring. Were you were you comfortable in there? Uh, yeah, yeah, man, that's the kind of fighter I am. So, so uh, initially, when I first saw bare knuckle, this wasn't something that that I felt that I needed to get used to. I I knew that that this is what I I like doing. This is the kind of fight that I like. One of the things that I don't like about traditional boxing is that you you can't point you can't point box. You're exploiting the time frame. You can go out there, score some points, move around. That's possible to do uh in the traditional fighting sense right but you can't really do that in bare knuckle if you get caught you're gonna get caught you're gonna get cut uh you can get dropped and most of the guys there they they want to throw down they want to they want to meet you in the middle and they want to throw some some fucking fists uh that's that's what drew me to the sport so that's the kind of boxer i am anyways you know it's that that mexican style in me so you have a fight coming up now right was just announced you're fighting the guy that's on this episode 
Jacoby Lowry, which is really weird. And I know we talked to you just before we went on air, but we did not know you guys were going to be fighting each other when we booked you two for this fight. It happened so weird. Kyle talked to your manager, Kevin Smith, today, right, Kyle? And you asked him, like, hey, we need to get somebody on because we had another guest, which we're not going to mention right now on the air. But, um, Kyle, what happened there? No, man, like since last Thursday, I had a, a guest booked for the first half of this show. And then um, something happened with the with the fighter not being able to, to talk about certain things and announce cer- certain things. You know the deal. Uh, it, it wasn't ready to be talked about yet. So we had to reschedule and move it down the road a little bit. So I'm like, man. We gotta find we gotta find a fighter today. I hit up Kevin Smith. He's in the comments right now. Our boy Kev from uh, Kevin's, I mean uh, Smith Brothers Combat Sports, and now they're part of this giant conglomerate with Slaughterhouse and CNC, and they're like they're like trying to take over the bare knuckle world. Hit up Kev, and he's like, yeah, I got Roberto Armas. He he can come on. He's fighting January twenty seventh. Doesn't tell me opponent, nothing. <laughs> I don't tell Kevin who else is on the show tonight. I was just like, I need someone. You got a fighter. You need somebody that to, to get some airtime. He said, yeah, Roberto. Boom, book him. Two hours later, I'm watching the BKFC podcast, and they're, like, announcing things. And as they're announcing things on the show, they're putting things up on their Instagram, and boom, there's this graphic of you and Jacoby Lowry. I'm like, what the fuck? It was almost meant to be, man. Yeah. What do you know? Yeah, what do you know about your opponent? What do you know about Jacoby? Um, I saw him. He was at the same tryouts that I was uh, over in uh, po- Pocahecki or whatever. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's in Florida. He was there. Uh, I saw him. Uh, I saw him throw down. And then um, I saw him in December o- over at the Hollywood card. What, what I noticed about you and him is, okay, here, here's the thing. Like, you guys are both in the same weight class. You both made your debut against a seasoned boxer that had a very good resume coming into to your both of your respective fights you both seem to fight you know kind of like as you know as like a brawler uh jacoby seems like he wants to go in there and fucking scrap you seem like you want to go in there and scrap he was fighting this rangy boxer you were fighting this rangy it was almost like you guys both made your debut kind of in the same way his got stopped by the doctors i think Right. It was in between rounds. He got stopped in between rounds. You got stopped in between rounds. It's very, very, like, really weirdly uh, similar. similar. There. Yeah. Real similar stories between the two of you. And now here we here we find you guys matched up in Myrtle Beach, which happens to be like your backyard. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from Charleston, South Carolina. Um, Myrtle Beach is about t- two hours down the road. Maybe, maybe an hour and a half, depending on how fast you drive. That's uh, it's, it's very close to to where I live here. And, um, thankfully I've got the, the, a lot of support here from, from Chucktown. So, uh, whoever I can bring with me is going to come over and we're going to, we're going to make some noise over there. Any other, uh, bare knuckle fighters around your area that you train with? I know you probably have a boxing gym that you go to or an MMA gym that you go to, but is there anybody in your area doing the same thing that you're doing? Uh, bare knuckle, I think out of the state, there's a uh, Taylor Starling, um, but I mean I've never met her. Uh, okay, I, yeah, I know that's... she's from the state of South Carolina or somewhere up north, and yeah, it's it's about three four hour drive from from across the state. So, 
Uh, other than than that, I, I don't really know anybody in the in the Charleston area that does it. Um, I've I've heard some people that were considering doing it. Um, pretty big names, uh, but. Uh, if, if, you know, if they get a, a fight, then we're going to start training together so we can help each other out. Um, I, I know the individual that I'm talking about, I'm referring to, he's, he's a decent boxer and he's, he dropped some people. He's got some power. The 135 pound division, um, that's one, that's where you're, you guys are 135, right? I fought at 145. So, but this, uh, but this initially when I, when I talked to Kevin, he, he told me, he's like, Hey, I got a fight at 145 and, and I'm, I'm not that big. I'm, I'm, I'm a small 45er. So I, I took the fight cause, uh, I'm, I'm game for a fight, but, uh, I'm glad that I'm going to do 135 now. Do you want that to be your home or do you, are you, would you rather yeah, stay? I've even yeah. considered 125, but uh, let's see how, you know, how this, really? this weight cut goes. I, I don't think it's going to be an issue, but I also don't know if I can get to 125. That's, that's very, very low for me. Um, I, I think I'm going to be pretty good at 135. Uh, I want to bring that balance of, of speed and, and power. Is there's there some killer. Um, there's some killers in that division. And uh, the, 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 I, the guy who a lot would consider the GOAT at 135 and Bare Knuckle uh, announced his retirement today. So uh, Johnny Bedford hung up the, I guess you can't really say hung the up wraps. the gloves. Yeah, hung up the wraps today. Hung up the wraps. And, um, and Reggie Barnett was announced to be the, the official champion now. No more interim champion. So you guys got yourself a champion in Reggie Barnett. Johnny Bedford has gone. And uh, you are, you're in there with a bunch of killers. You got Jared Grant. You got um cedo i think cedo's 135 right he's in the comments right now yeah cedo's a home cedo's a homeboy uh he's uh he just dropped into one 135 too he's pretty good um you know obviously you guys have seen his fights uh he's got that wicked body shot oh yeah oh yeah look you got you uh travis thompson ryan Diaz. oh yeah that's a that's a really good really really good division i mean you mentioned all these guys to, to me there's there's it's just fucking fun fighting dude i don't care yeah. what you put in front of me We're, i'm here I, i'm not i don't go in there to win i go in there to fucking draw blood whether it's mine or the other person's that that's the number one objective you know i, I like fighting i like getting hit i don't yeah. care uh I, I don't necessarily say oh yeah i want to be the champion of the world i don't give a fuck about that you know well, I, I like pain you're there to fight a fight and see what happens and if you yeah. end up with the belt, you end up with the belt. I, I think, uh, you know, the, I think the boss is going to like to see you uh, in that ring then with that attitude. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, some of my favorite fighters, like if we go down the list, some of my favorite fighters, uh, you know, uh, they, they, they like to, they like to fucking strap, you know, uh, Duran, uh, well, both Durans, right? Uh, Manos de Piedra, like, you know, Roberto Duran, uh, Chavez, you know, uh, Tyson, Tyson's one of my fucking favorite fighters. You know, yeah. If there's anybody that I try to mirror, it, it's Mike Tyson's. You know, side to side, you know, hooks, uppercuts. That that's what I like. That's what I want to do. You know. You talked about or earlier. We I thought Kyle mentioned like you've been in a fist fight before, and you laughed a bit, right? Why did you laugh so much after he said that? You've been in a bunch of fist fights growing up, or what? I've been in a lot of fucking fist fights. Uh, anywhere from, I think the most I, I fought at, a, at one time was six. Uh, 
but you mean in one day no six dudes at once oh my god (laughs) six dudes (laughs) yeah damn was this like school like after school somewhere you're like fucking people met you tried to jump you and yeah it just it just it just happened and um let's just say it was kind of even at first you know one on six uh and then uh, it just so happened that somebody from from the gym happened to see me fighting and then uh Uh-oh. got a chance to tune these guys up you ever um you ever get into a fight like uh when you think you have back right and there's like a big group of kids like this happened this happened to me when I was 18 years old, right? I was at his house party and I thought that if I set it off with this group of kids right here that are like from out of town and they're and they want to start some shit, I took a look around, like a calculated look around, like I'm gonna hit this motherfucker, and then everybody's gonna fight. Well, guess what? Nobody fought. <laughs> and it was me and like a dozen dudes just stomping my ass out until all the big guns from up in the house came running down the yard and then like evened it out. But all the people that were in the road with me <laughs> that I thought were cool, nah, they were dead to me after that day. Man, that shit was fucking... <laughs> oh, man. You know like trying to put out a fire. <laughs> I just, I feel like I happened to be at, at the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, uh, I, I did, I, I just... How do I say it? I don't start fights, but I don't necessarily stop them. So if confrontation right. yeah. but you just happens to throw around, I'm not like, oh, no. I'm just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like you you grow up in a house with an old man. Like, like my dad was like, don't you ever start nothing, but you damn sure better finish it. You'd be like, <laughs> okay. All right, sir. Hey, you know what? um bullfrog actual right here in the comments put this up when you were saying that you don't give a shit about a championship belt this added he says that's the bare knuckle attitude right there that is like the like overwhelming opinion of most of the fighters that we find because a lot of you guys and i'm assuming you are in the same boat this is not your full-time job you have a full-time job you have a probably a career on the outside but this is what you do, like Tony Soto, our boy Tony Soto, full-time corrections officer. He just loves to fight. And he was on the show last week. He was like, yeah, I don't really, you know what, we'll see where it goes after this one. I really love fighting, but, you know, this isn't, I don't need to do this. You know what I mean? And uh, I just like to do this. It's amazing how many of you guys actually say that same thing. Am I am I wrong? This is like a side hobby that you might. Yeah, have man. I mean, it is. It, it's a job for me because I, I I train I train my ass off. You know, every day I'm in the fucking gym, uh, twice a day sometimes, um, and then I have uh, my my normal day to day day job, and then I have a, another side job that I do. You know, like having having four kids, I gotta put fucking you know two of them. They're they're twins, and formula is expensive as fuck. Oh my god! So. Yeah. I had to kind of pick up something on the side. So, so I do this stuff and then I go to school too. So wow. it's not like, Holy yeah, I have like my, my hands are full. So I, I like doing this because this, this, even though it is technically a job, it's something on the side that I do for fun. Uh, but it's not the, the sole breadwinner in the house. You know, that's, that's not where I bring in the, the, the meat. It's a labor uh, of love. And the labor of love. So, yeah. so in the comments, um, Kev brought up, 
crop tops. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to talk a little bit about you and your style because you do not see many guys <laughs> training in jorts, right? Yes, I got you. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I have jorts and I wear crop tops <laughs> all the time. Um, <laughs> I love it, dude. It's awesome. So what happened is um, <laughs> I was – Whoa, whoa. I was at work and whoa. I was running. Uh, I was running shirtless in a in a location that was in in the work facility, and I was told that I could not run shirtless. And the place that I was at was like 110 degrees, so I was like, <laughs> "All right." So I read the rules and it said that I wasn't allowed to be shirtless. So I went and I cut crop tops on everything and then i started running with crop tops and the the same person that caught me the first time was pretty pissed that i found like a loophole yeah with running <laughs> running almost naked you know i guess on on on, on the pavement but it, it's hot as fuck dude. nobody wants to wear clothes when you're running in that kind of temperature so after that it pissed him off but i was i was okay to do it and then i just kept doing it and i kept doing it because it was funny <laughs> did it become funny to that to that person afterwards no, like after no, you did it for so long they were like, like son of a bitch yeah that's exactly what happened he pulled over <laughs> again and he was like didn't i tell you to put your shirt on and i was like that doesn't count and then he was like just just finish your workout and then he took off and i was like fuck it get away with it now <laughs> but uh but but running in jorts man um that's a that's a option i mean that's a choice that many wouldn't make no. Where the, what, what happened there? Like, is that just your so thing? The, the jorts, uh, they're a uh, born primitive brand. Uh, it, it's like a very, very stretchy material. It's not yeah. like jean at all. Oh, so like it's that. like, you know how like girls have jaggings? Yeah. You know? All right. That's what these are. And, and uh, my coach, he, he weightlifts in them. Uh, I, I spar in those. I run in them. They're, they're awesome. Check okay. it out, right? I hadn't bought jeans <laughs> for years, right? I had some jeans I got from Express, right? Wore those jeans out fucking three years, four years. And then it came time. I was like, yo, these, I, like I had like a, my pocket had the outline of my phone. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's time to get some new damn jeans. So I buy these jeans and I, I'm putting them on in the fucking dressing room. And I was like, like pulling them apart like this. Like I'm going, yo, what the fuck is going on with these things? They're like super soft and stretchy. I'm getting up. I'm moving around like, yo, these are the most comfortable jeans I've ever had in my life. Right. <laughs> so I fucking buy a bunch of pairs of them. Right. And I bring them home and I'm telling my wife like, yo, these are awesome jeans. You ever see these jeans? She's like, all my jeans are like that. They've been like that for years. Like what the fuck is wrong <laughs> with you? So I'm like, okay, cool. Right. So fast forward her, my father-in-law comes up. My father-in-law is like a hard ass type of dude, right? Old school Italian, hard ass fucking man. You know what I mean? Nice guy on the inside, but fucking soulless on the outside. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so this guy comes up here. He needs to get jeans while he's here because he's from Florida and he's freezing his ass off. So he goes and he buys these jeans and he's like totally against that stretchy shit, right? But he ends up with them because of just the ones that were there. So he brings them home. The next day I come home from work. He bought like five, six pairs of them joints. He was like, these are the most comfortable jeans I've ever had in my life. And I was like, Jesus, I see, I told you, man, you're going to love them damn things. Like, it's so funny. That's so funny. That, that I mean, that's them. how usually how it starts. I, you know, I wore the crop tops as a joke. It started, you know, I, it appealed to me. So I was like, you know what, man, I'm just going to do this more often. Uh, and same with the short shorts, right? So when I first started wearing short shorts, uh, it was to the beach. Uh, I bought some 
some i don't know if you've ever seen like men in like the 80s or like the 70s with like the little like tiny shorts oh yeah so i got a (laughs) pair of those and then i was like man these are awesome so i started doing that and i run in silkies and you know you guys know what uh silkies are i I run in those those are super comfortable too uh so uh that that just became the new style that that i started running with maybe you should um see if you can get like silky fight shorts uh i do have uh a, some silkies a pair in mind uh i did think about the silkies i just didn't want you know an accident to come out you know <laughs> you, you never know with those silkies yeah, they're just like yeah. one tug away from you know balls out you just oh, never know fucking fantastic dude. rolling the dice every time on those I'm hoping that maybe maybe the jorts will be approved this time around. I know I try to wear them uh, in in Orlando, but uh, the the boss man said no. So no. did you see? I'm start a hashtag. Yeah, did you see uh, Dave Mondell's shorts uh, when Mondell beat Francesco? Uh, this I saw time? that, and I'm pretty sure he got that idea from me. Oh really, <laughs> dude? Those he fought, are sweet. He fought in the same card as me. And he, everybody saw the jorts. They were like, oh, these are awesome, right? And I was like, look, I took off the metal. The metal was off. Uh, You know, the the zipper, like I had a – one of the girls at the gym, she's a seamstress, and she she modified the shit out of these fucking jorts, (laughs) took the zipper out, uh, put – you know velcro in there and, and took the, the the loops off so so these Holy shorts shit. were like custom made and i was all excited i was like yeah you know the commission's like yeah you could do these you can use them you know nate shook was like yeah it's okay and then you know all of a sudden the phone call <laughs> comes in and he's like you can't wear the jorts uh, <laughs> damn you know what hey come on now in the comments stretchy. Bull, bullfrog actual says uh they and i I didn't even notice this at first. They had the Copenhagen ring in the back pocket of Mondell shorts, too. Did you notice that? It's like he had a tin of dip in his back pocket. Oh, that's great, man. I love yeah. it. Fucking I have fantastic. to go look at those things close. Uh, uh, hey, Jeremiah Potts is in the comments, says he wants the winner of you and Jacoby. Now, let's get right back into that. Before I don't know who got- that is. I don't know. We'd have to look him up. I'm sure he's a BKFC fighter. I'm, well, I'm if he a, likes to throw down, then uh, I'm game. So let's talk about this. You and Jacoby, you saw him fight against Rambo. We saw your fight against uh, Floyd. Um, what should we expect out of the two of you come Myrtle Beach January 27th? Is this thing going five rounds? Is, are you going to try to finish this? I don't think top? so. No. I, I don't think so. The way he throws and the way I throw, uh, someone's going to get out the fuck out. Okay. That's yeah, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm going to knock him the fuck out, but that's my intent, and I'm sure that's fucking his intent. So someone's going to get knocked the fuck out. Okay, cool. Chewy, I hey. like to hear that. That's, you know, hey, that's what we want to hear. Everyone wants, wants to see a knockout. Maybe it'll be a knockout of the year next year on the Mike and Mish Awards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go vote, people. Uh, with that said, bro, it is very nice to have you on the show. Uh, we are excited to see you fight Jacoby Lowry um, in in Myrtle. Mike and I will be there. We uh, we will be doing backstage interviews and stuff, so we'll do an uh, in-person with you. But we're going to speed round you real quick. We're going to do some Christmas questions, and we'll let you get out of here, all right? All right. Four, four kids. I would imagine Christmas is a big thing at your house, is it? uh yeah i mean i mean you got that wreath behind your head right now decorations going on yeah 
not yeah. not as you're not as decorated as Mike's background. You notice that thing? Yeah, I know. It's not my decorations. My wife put them up. You didn't know hey, my that. wife put these I'm up. Bested, I just man. plucked the tree. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I listen, take the tree before, out. Before she moved in, I had a futon and a bed. Ramen and, noodles and, and, and frozen and grapes. Yeah, I think that's how all men live until they move in <laughs> with a woman. Like yeah, that. I don't. I, I don't. Like I, I didn't put up festive stuff or anything. You know. Uh, uh, that's fine. That's same not, shit year round. You should so have heard, the kids. You, so the kids. Uh, the, the kids. I kind of get the kids whatever they want year round. So it, when when it gets kind of harder to 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 get them Christmas presents when they always get stuff anyways. How old are your kids? But, you said you had twins, and I'm assuming yeah. because you said formula is expensive, the twins are baby or twins are. Yeah, they're about to turn one. They're they're about to uh, go to normal milk. You know, two girls, girl and a boy, two girls, a girl and a boy. Uh, wow. The boys are like. 31 pounds, man. But you said you had 30, four. 31 pounds. The little girl is like 22. And you have okay. and and you have two more, right? Yeah, my little girl, she's uh she's two. Uh, she's gonna be three in March, and then my son's ten. Holy shit. So yeah, you might that my long. son sucks a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, he saw my last fight and he was like, Daddy, you suck, you lost. And I was like, You motherfucker. <laughs> you know it, it's crazy because like um johnny bedford was on a couple weeks ago with us and he told us that he was about to have another child this dude has like i don't remember what he said his kids ages are like 19 16 and 10 and then all of a sudden his wife's pregnant again i'm yeah. like holy and shit almost 40 yeah <laughs> so i mean we got kids too. We love the family life. We're gonna ask you some questions real quick. Speed round with uh, R- Roberto Armas. Here we go. Number one: Would you rather have one fantastic Halloween holiday gift or ten okay gifts? Oh, that's easy. That's it's one, just one. One great gift. Yeah. One. Could be something fantastic. What would be fantastic? Boxing gear. Oh, boxing okay, gear. hands down <laughs> or hands up, hands down. boxing yeah. gear. You know, people thought I was crazy a few years ago when um, I bought my wife a gun. And then that too. that's a, it's a good gift. I bought her a gun. I bought her a, a revolver that she can keep in her purse that, you know, the revolver is not going to get jammed. I've got her a 38 special lightweight gun to put in her purse. Come Father's Day, she buys me a Mossberg 500. Uh, then I buy her another one, and then she bought me a 40. And it was like, it's a it's 40, all like the beer, or... like no, like a, no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 40 hands they played both, that night. Both good gifts, yeah. Oh, you know, Edward 40, yeah, we played Edward 40 hands after we shot our guns. It was fucking fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number two. Number two, if Santa's sleigh wasn't pulled by reindeer, what animal do you think would be a good substitute? A couple honey badgers or some shit? Bears? Bears, that would be nice. That's even better. How about polar bears? Up the ante. Yeah, those are too big, though. That's Maybe like grizzly. Oh, grizzly, yeah. Grizzlies. Yeah, the polar bears are gigantic. Okay. Cocaine bears, huh? Dow the cocaine bear, yes. The cocaine bear, one cocaine bear is all you need. That's correct. I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I guess <laughs> the the bear would be suited for all weathers. Uh, you know, 
in the cold, in the sky in the cold. And if they imagine having flying bears, imagine if bears could fly. I mean, really, we'd be fucked, dude. Mike, no, <laughs> animal, that no animals possum, can fly. You know, just like hundreds of little possums. A birds can, but come on. <laughs> wow. All right, here we go. All right. If you, could have, if you could have Christmas dinner with anyone in the world, who would you have it with? Jeez. That's, say your, that's a tough Don't say one. your family. That's a cop-out answer. Yeah, nah, yeah. nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't do that. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think. Don't do not do that. God. I, I, I want to uh, say. About, oh, go ahead. I want to say Donald Trump. Ooh, that's a good one. There you that's go. A, that'd be an that's interesting gonna be a, conversation. That's, that's going to be sure. a fun dinner, I'll tell you. Yeah, it'd be funny as fuck. That's why. Like, I don't know. I think it's full of entertainment for sure. I feel yeah. like like him or not like him, it's still going to be a crazy dinner. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying, matter. you know? I'm here. I'm neutral, right? You know, he's got his policy. He's got his politics. Uh, I mean, I, I'm going to hold my tongue about politicians, but yeah. that'd be an interesting politician to have some. some. It, it would be cra- It would be pretty wild. Christmas dinner with one. That would well, be if you one. if you had dinner with with the current president, like half the dinner, you'd be going, "Yo, yo, you forget, hey, <laughs> you forget hey. what's going on, hey, hey, I'm right here." You go, oh, hey, hey, it's quite the world we're, we're living in right we're, now. We're, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's a oh, mess. What's going uh, on? Yeah, corn pop, corn pop was a bad dude. You know? He was. <laughs> All right, number four. Would you rather have? Elf ears or Santa's beard for the rest of your life? Fuck. Would it grow in like Santa's beard or it, like it all patchy like mine? It would be Santa's exact beard. Like I think I'd go with the beard. No, okay. Santa's yeah, yeah. beard. I've never had one. It, it just grows in in certain areas. You're going to have to run in that heat with that big, thick beard. Plus, I have big ears, anyways. So, so if I had the elf ears, uh, it just look terrible. You just have I to grow ev- your hair out. I want everybody to picture him with a white beard, a pink crop top, and some jorts running down a hundred degree <laughs> fucking tarmac. Everyone's confused. Yeah. What's going on over here? The fuck's going on over here? All right, all right. This guy's got a high top fade and a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and a, and a going white on beard. here? And a white beard and some fucking jorts on. I don't know. All right. Last, last question: Have you ever uh, completed a New Year's resolution? I don't. I don't ever have any. I accept that. I yeah, knew me. Do. New Year, new me. I'm the same piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> year round. You do that too. That's <laughs> no, you know what I did? Uh, it had to be five, six years. I never did New Year's resolutions, never in my life. And I'm 41 now, so probably around 37 years old. My wife was like, "You want to do a New Year's resolution this year?" I'm like, "I've never. I don't. Why do we don't do that? What the fuck? Are we? She's like, "Well, I'm gonna do this." Good whatever she to said. Do. You know what I said? I was like, "You know what?" I'm going to drink black coffee from now on. And I have never gone back. I started drinking black coffee on New Year's Day, probably five years ago. And I'm a black coffee drinker ever since. So I have completed one of them. Um, unless he's with me and we're on the road doing something. Yes. Something unless I'm with Mike. Mike's a big drink. foo-foo. Yeah, he's a big yeah. foo-foo coffee That's drinker. That's right. Sure. All the way. <laughs> Look at this. I got caramel coffee right here. With peppermint mocha creamer in it. I, you know what I'm saying? That's the way I like to do things. I got coconut water. <laughs> He's a creeper. His father-in-law would call him a creeper for drinking that shit. <laughs> <laughs> coconut water is the way to go. Stay healthy. 
All right, man. I think are they sponsor? Maybe I should get them to be a sponsor. You yeah. You could. You should. Right. CEO CO two or yeah CO two coconut water. Hit him up. His uh, social media is in the bottom there. If you want to sponsor this guy, hit him up. God damn it, Kevin. Get them on the horn. Mike's got a bonus question for you, and then we're gonna let you go. Mike, it's bonus question. Bonus question. Bring it up. You gonna bring it up, Kyle? Oh no, I don't. So ah, the bonus question is: Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Ooh, hesitation. Oh, yeah, this is. Oh, I like this. There's a lot of thought going into this one right now. I can so, see. So, well, quick question for you guys: Is our Christmas movies only played during Christmas, hmm, or are wow. you allowed to watch them outside of that time frame? I mean, I guess you could watch it whenever. We watch Home Alone all the time. <laughs> yeah. My house, Home Alone's twenty four seven. It's it's a Christmas movie because I, you know, that's Die Hard's a good movie. You just watch that shit year round. Yeah, it came out in July too. Just remember that everyone, and that's like that's the one that's the one trump card that the the ones that say it's not a Christmas movie, the release date it was a summertime blockbuster. Yeah, but you've heard of Christmas in July. Yes, exactly. Ah, Boom. Ah. So are you a no or a yes? The the answer is no. Yeah, I mean I, I think that because I would watch Die Hard any time of the year, no. All right, man. Well, that's a great answer. Here we go. Uh January twenty seventh. He is fighting Jacoby Lowry, our next guest on the on the show this evening. Um, look out for him. His referral code's in the bottom there. If you guys don't have the app, use that code. Help this dude out. Um, we'll give you a second. Shout a few people out. Say a few things, and uh, we'll let you get out of here. Uh, well, shout out to my uh, teams, my uh, uh, my team here, uh, Charleston Muay Thai and uh, Rodriguez Boxing Academy. Um, my sponsors, uh, Putasos. If you guys haven't heard of their gear, uh, this awesome boxing equipment, um, some of the best. Um, uh, thanks for everybody. Um, for all the support that you guys have given me. And if you guys want to, uh, you know, check out some fucking, some fucking putazos next fucking month, you know, be ready and uh, tune into to Myrtle beach. Cause it's going to be, it's going to be a banger. Sure is man. Two guys that love to go in there and scrap. It, it might not last long. So guys pay attention to this one. He's in the chat right now saying he can't wait to throw down with you brother. So, Thank you very much for coming on. Mike and I will see you in Myrtle Beach, and we'll talk to you then, all right? Mike, you got anything else for him? Ah, man, thanks for coming on. Can't wait to see you next month. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, take take it easy, easy, bud. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Boom. Roberto Armas, the fucking – he's a scrapper, dude. Uh, uh, You know what? You know what I remember about about that night? What's that? I want to say that he, or no, the dude that he fought was warming up backstage with boxing gloves on. And I remember Ryan Perez, Ryan Perez pointed at that dude, Travis Floyd. and was like, that dude's making a mistake right now. He shouldn't be back here. Shadow boxing with gloves on. And we're like, why not? Yeah. He's like, why the fuck would he have gloves on? He's about to take him off and go fight without gloves. If he's going to warm up back here with gloves on, it's going to throw his whole shit off. Yeah, and I he's was gonna like, adjust a little bit. Oh, you're in. You're good, you. You're yeah. good. 
Yeah, look at this guy. He knows what he's talking about. I don't know. What oh, do you do like, for a oh, living? Oh, this guy. It turns out he's the goddamn cheat code. Anyways. <laughs> he knows a thing or two about a thing he, or two. He knows a thing or two about a thing or two. Uh, BKFC. Is there a number on this? Is this 35? BKFC yeah. 35 in Myrtle Beach. Yes. Roberto will be fighting our next guest on the show tonight. We just saw him fight Rambo LaFleur down in uh, in Hollywood, Florida. It was a hell of a scrap for a, for a round. Uh, we would have loved to have seen that go longer. But you know what? Sometimes victims of circumstance, uh, doctors step in and whatnot. The kid's down the fight. Roberto's down the fight. This shit should be exciting. Here he is, Jacoby the Ghost Lowry. What's up, buddy? How's it Yo. going, What's happening there, Jacoby? Ghost Lowry. Oh, man, just kicking it. Y'all caught me a little late tonight. <sighs> Jacoby, not Mike Lowry. Not Mike Lowry. Y'all got me with that one last time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, what's going on, man? We just talked to your opponent. Um, We saw you fight a month ago. You came out there like a bat out of hell with Rambo. You dropped him real quick. Uh, Rambo started landing shots back. You guys were duking it out pretty good in that first round. Um, talk a little bit about that. Uh, that was your pro debut, right? That wasn't just your bare knuckle debut. That was your yeah, professional no, that, debut. Yeah, that was my complete pro debut. Yeah. Do, okay, so let's let's talk about that for a second. Talk a little bit about making the walk to the ring at your on your for your first pro fight, and then you know scrapping without gloves out there. Man, I gotta be honest, man. Um, every, everything was good when they were wrapping my hands. Like my energy was there. Everything was great, but uh. When I was behind that curtain and they told me, you know, you walk in five minutes, uh, nerves I've never experienced before hit me, you know, and uh, <laughs> I bet um, I, I, I don't know, man. But the moment I stepped out, you know, I saw the crowd like I caught a really big breath of fresh air and I was just excited. You know, whatever the outcome was, I didn't I didn't care about that anymore. Like I, I was just excited to uh, get to showcase everything I've practiced and um you know, I, I had an original game plan when I went in there from, the, you know, from the jump. I was just going to, you know, shoot right at him. But his stance threw me off right before we, you know, like. He like keeps his up. hands real low, right? Like he surprisingly low. I remember him kind of like keeping his hands. Yeah, it, it really wasn't even about his hands. It was about his stance. He uh, he kind of had like a, a wider stance than I, that, that I'm used to seeing him in. Like I watch him hit the bag, you know, and I watch him shadow box. And he's always got a tight you know, polished, his body's bladed, like everything. But he had this wide stance that told me, like, if I rush in on him, he's ready to catch me. So I changed my game plan last minute. And, I mean, it worked in my favor at first. You know, I said, fuck the brawling, I'm going I'm I'm to spar him. You know, like, I'm just going to sit back and pick my shots, and then I'm going to bust. And then uh, I think I woke him up. I thought I knocked him out. <laughs> I think yeah. I woke him up. <laughs> He, he got to the corner. Up. That's what that's what happened, you know. He threw that wild overhand, like right after the knockdown. And I uh I didn't time it. He hit me right between the eyes, man. I'll tell you right now, dude, when you when you hit him right off the rip and you you dropped him and he got up like real fast and he was like his knees were buckling yeah, a little bit. Right. He was he was wobbling. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, this guy this guy Lowry's gonna finish him quick and then he he recovered like he showed a lot of resilience in that first round and uh two you got some serious toughness you got some licks in on each other for sure yeah yeah the, about a minute in he uh he landed on my eye 
really good. And I originally thought my eye had swollen shut, but realistically, he hit me right, I mean, right in the eyeball. His knuckle lodged in there, and um, all my vision just went away. It was completely black. And Dude. so the, the last minute of that round, I was fighting with one eye. And um, this is so weird. Like, honest to God, like the similarities between you and your upcoming opponent. With the two of you guys, like with the aggressive style and, and y- you know, you want to get in there and you want to scrap, but you were fighting polished boxers. Uh, you both got it stopped due to vision problems. Right? I, we didn't even know that. Uh, we knew that his corner stopped it, uh, Roberto's corner. But I wasn't even sure, like watching the event, I don't, I didn't even know, like it was a corner stoppage. But he just clarified that for us that he said he couldn't see. He got hit in the eye and he couldn't see. And now here you are saying the same thing. It's kind of fucking very weird. Like very yeah, I admired it first. I told him I was fine. I was like, yeah, let's run it. Let's, let's run the yeah. second round. And they knew. So <laughs> I had to tell them. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that happens a lot. You know, there, there's there's uh there's a lot of fighters like uh, Martin Brown in that very same building when he fought Palomino and he got hit in the first round by a good shot. He said that was it. He he couldn't he couldn't see. It was all messed up after that. And he was like like uh, yeah he he just couldn't fight. I mean I you you, you know you know you experienced it. Like uh, listen, if you're used to having two friggin' eyes and you lose one of them and you're in a fight, uh, I you know if if I get something in my eye and I'm walking around in the backyard with nothing else going on. I'm fucking like, oh, 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 where am I? What's going on? You know what I mean? I'm bending over. I'm scratching my eye. I got to go get the hose Bro, and shit. I don't I care what fighter you talk to or how tough they look. They do the same shit. Yeah, you're, in the middle of the fight. you're still fighting somebody. They're swinging at you, trying to take your head off. Meanwhile, I'm in the backyard. The sun's out. I can hear lawnmowers in the distance, and I'm fucking freaking out. Oh, yeah. They do the same shit. Don't let them fool you. Yeah. You know, the, the thing is about – um with you and roberto the difference between you guys when martin martin didn't take a knuckle in the eye martin told us that he got hit on like the left side of his head and lost vision in his right eye remember he told us that like he said he said he got hit here like those beads that you see on people's desks that they drop and they hit one another like this you got hit got blind over here yeah and he said that his depth perception was off for the rest of the fight he couldn't tell how far Palomino was from him. And that's why he kept Martin kept falling over. He kept like throwing punches and then falling over because he thought Palomino was closer to him than he actually was. It was fucking wild, man. Yeah. I've never, uh, I've never heard of that. That's that's interesting. (laughs) It's fucking crazy. Yeah. That shit's crazy, man. Yeah. Got hit hit on the left side and lost vision in the right. (laughs) (laughs) His his wires are all twisted up in there. (laughs) So, dude, you're you're signed with the uh, the slaughterhouse management crew. Yeah, yeah. Did, uh, um, did three Ryan, or four months ago. Ryan uh, sign you out of um out of the tri- right out of the tryouts? Did he see? Yeah. Did he find yeah. you at the tryouts and so? Yeah, like, I had faced off against um, Kerry Caprio for the, yeah. the tryouts, and uh, oh. I don't know. Ryan saw something in me, I guess. <laughs> Caprio's another one. He's a fucking beast, man. That yeah. guy can fight. Oh, yeah, he's very nice. He fought huh. in the same place you fought, too. Yeah. Did he? That, that's where he fought at? Yeah. Yep. He fought there, and um, he got, like, a, like upset of the year, basically. One of the upsets of the year. Yeah, he fought oh, yeah. Uh, Rookie Randall, right? Yep. 
And he's just got Randall, this. Uh, he's got this motor that just just keeps running. No matter how many times you you hit him or drop him, he just. I don't know, man. He just keeps coming. He, yeah, he's a beast. He's 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 uh, definitely built for this. Definitely. He's um. He's like a forgotten one. Like people talk about the one thirty fivers, and he looked real good in that rookie Randall fight. And like you haven't really heard anybody talk about him since, which is we're talking about him right now. But I can't, I can't remember the last time I brought his name up. I'm not gonna be honest. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, there's no doubt in my mind that that man has been training. Like from the moment that that fight ended, um, I feel like he's gonna surprise a lot of people. Don't get me wrong, like everything plays out, you know, in my favor the way I'm wanting it to with this fight. I would love a rematch with him. Um. I, I just think him and Rambo, uh, they're, they're both going to be in the tops. There, there's a lot of people in this weight class that I feel is overrated. Um, but no, nah, Kerry Caprio is definitely up there. He, he's he's going to shock a lot of people. Jacoby, name names. Who's overrated? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Shoot your shot. <laughs> Shoot your Randall, shot. Randall, he is not a top five. <laughs> he is not a top five. Um, Man, I ain't gonna shoot no shots right now. I gotta get my foot in the door. I gotta <laughs> well, we get got my one foot out of you first. Yeah, I gotta get my foot in the door first. Um, I'll tell you who's in my top. Go ahead. Okay. I uh, gotta give it to J.R. Rich. I think he could bounce between 125 and 135 very easy and perform very he's, well. He's a beast. He, he, sure. He's a good friend of mine. Um, of course, Caprio, uh, Rambo. I'd like to add my name to that slot. I feel like I got a lot to prove. And um, I mean, that's. Gibson. Gibson. Yeah. Gibson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's very good. Devin Gibson has a fight coming up. They just announced that one today. The same time they put out the graphic for your guys' fight. Yeah. Um, Devin Gibson will be fighting Albert Inclon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I actually yeah. Spoke, with, uh, spoke with Albert earlier. You spoke yeah. with him earlier? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting fight. He's a fucking wild kid. Man. Oh, dude. <laughs> he cracks me up on he, Facebook, man. He's always fucking arguing with somebody saying some crazy ass shit. The the oh, word man. goofy ho always yes. always flies out of there some way. He fits goofy it in somehow. <laughs> always. Well, talk about crazy bastard. Like, did didn't you have um Shady Grady down there with you? Was he down there with you? Oh yeah, man. He's like my brother. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, that crazy motherfucker. He he, he, he hit a. <laughs> Like a full trip from New York and just random, you know, just showed up on on faith. And I was like, oh shit, stay in the hotel. It's gonna be okay. Did you say on faith? <laughs> they didn't know if I was lying or not. I was just like, just just come on. I got you. <laughs> oh man. What was cool yeah, he, is we met up at uh we met up at Charlotte. Yeah. His plane and my plane met up at Charlotte at the same time. We just kicked it there for a little while. We had a layover. But um nah, he's a cool guy, man. He's he should be at this event too. He seems like a guy. He's just flying by the seat of his pants. You know, he's just rolled the dice. Here I come. Whatever's happening, what I'm there. It just the things that roll out of his mouth, <laughs> just randomly. He's he's a trip, man. And he's yeah. spend. A, we need to spend a few hours with him. We we've met him. We've spoken to him a few times. He's been on the show. We we just never hung out with him. You know, for a you know long periods of time in person. So we, we might have to go out to dinner with him or something at some point. And you. Oh, oh man. He, Dude, y'all y'all love hanging out with him. He's a really good guy, man. Um, yeah, I'm sure we good. would. I'm sure we would. And like you know, um, the guy he fought when that whole melee popped off. We're we're 
you know, big fans of Ryan Reber as well. We like both mm-hmm. of those guys. Reber is from our area. He's a New England kid uh, from about 10 minutes down the street from me. So it's very cool to see him coming up through the ranks in BKFC. And uh, when he fought Grady, man, that shit was just just wild. <laughs> it, that shit was just wild. And I love the I love the fact that like Shady Grady will just scream at the top of his fucking lungs in the middle of a fight. Yeah, all, right. all the time. Yeah, see, see, after my fight, um, Jack and uh, whatever you just said his name, I can't. I, Ryan Reber. Reber. Yeah, they uh, they actually met up in the in the casino lobby and they spoke and hashed things out. So pretty sure they're cool now. That's cool. I, I, Reber, I think, told us that he would run it back with him if he wanted to. I think I think they need to. Um, honestly, I think Grady could have got him if if he would have kept his you know his cool like. He was getting on the inside. He was working. Like, it was anybody's match at that point. I Mike, who yeah. did Grady fight up? Was it Travis Thompson up in New York when yes. we saw it? Dude, we we all know the animal Travis Thompson. And, like, we didn't know Shady Grady all that well. And we're like, oh, man, this kid's going to get fucking killed. He's just completely out of his mind at the, at the weigh-in. Yeah. He's, like, screaming at everybody. He's being fucking nuts. And, like... Travis is a calculated animal. And we're like, oh man, Travis is gonna fucking demolish it. Dude, that kid hung with fucking Travis oh, the whole yeah, time. It was he we did like, for a while. We were surprised. We were like, holy shit, actually, uh, this is different. <laughs> yeah, this is I'm like, man, I'm getting some respect for this guy for sure. It was it was awesome. I think it was the fight of the night at, that night, too. Yeah, Jack fighting the Hulk. He he gives no fucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> So when you, when you go out there in January, now you, this is a rel- relatively quick turnaround for you, right? When was that? De- was that December? That was just December. That was December, yeah, December 3rd. 3rd. Yeah, that was 34. BKFC 34. Yeah. Yeah, 34. So December 3rd to January 27th is about a month and a half. Um, quick turnaround for you. That that mm-hmm. seems to be a common trend for slaughterhouse fighters. Oh, I'll fight again in February if they let me. Right, yeah. and, and, and I and I, be, and I believe that are you you're you're managed by Ryan, right, Ryan? Yeah, correct. So Ryan, Ryan's very confident in in his guys, and he yeah. he won't throw you in a fight that he knows you're gonna get fucking killed in. Mm-hmm. But if he but if he knows that you you know my guys my guy will take that two weeks notice. Fine, give it to me. I got yeah. a guy for you. Yeah, and and a lot of a lot of his slaughterhouse guys that been <laughs> taking these uh. I'd be taking these um, short notice fights, uh, ruin somebody's day. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so uh, he had it. He had it happen with Gogo. He had it happen with um, Jeremy, Jeremy Smith. Smith. So, you know, you have a month and a half to train. So it's not a short notice fight, but it is a quick turnaround. So if you if you were to go out there on January twenty seventh and come out of there relatively unscathed there is a possibility that you could fight in February, you know, just stay ready. Right. For sure. Right. Um, I love that about my, yeah. My, my goal is to stay as relevant as possible. Um, I mean, this is, this is a fast growing sport, but it's also a quick pace, you know, sport. And just like we was talking about Kerry Caprio, you know, he, he had a great performance, but it's been so long since he's fought, you know, since he's fought, like all these other fighters is happening and everyone forgets. And, yeah. I'm not trying to be added to that roster of the forgottens because I mean, like Carrie don't need to be forgotten about. And goddamn, I, I I definitely don't want to be, you know, forgotten about. So I'm trying to appear and just give, you know, give a great show. And um, I'm not cocky, but I am confident. 
I mean, if I go out there and lose, you know, it is what it is. I got beat by a better man that night, but uh, I have no intentions in losing. So I'm bringing fireworks and that's what I'm going to do every time. Crowd come see a show. That's what I want to do. When you, when you watch that uh, Roberto Armas versus Travis Floyd fight, do you see um, anything in Roberto that you see as a threat? Or are you going in there with full confidence that you're coming out with a victory? Um, I think he I, – I, I'll be honest. I, I watched the first round of that fight. Um, I, I watched about maybe 20 seconds of the second round, and I stopped only because I, I got so caught up in studying Rambo to the point to where I saw him sparring a lot, you know, southpaw, hitting the bag, southpaw, all that. And then when I fought him, he fought in the orthodox. Dude. Good job. Uh, yeah. You were, so, you were expecting something and it didn't right. happen. Kind of messed well, up. I got too invested. This being my first pro fight, uh, I looked way too much into it. I, I didn't just trust my gut, you know, and that's what I'm going to do this time. I'm going to trust my gut. What I saw from him is he's got that gas tank. He's got that drive. He's not shy to getting punched. Um, he loves applying pressure and he has a nice overhand, right? But I mean, unfortunately for him, like all of my sparring partners, like Ronnie Bam Bam Rogers, like they, they also have that right. So I've, I've seen it thrown at me so much to where I'm not really worried about. It. I think that's his greatest weapon, but I don't go with ultimate confidence for sure. I, I, just, I, I don't think I'm going to get hit by it. You know, like, I hope I don't get hit by it. He's got a mean ass right. <laughs> I ain't going to lie to you. But uh, I'm also stepping up weight to fight him. So I feel like I feel like I'm going to be a lot quicker than him. I just, is, I, I, is the step up in weight because of the quick turnaround? No. No. no it's just an opportunity I, that, that was presented and you took it. I've just I've always been at the the middle of both weight classes as far as my walk around weight, and I felt more comfortable fighting at 125, and that's what I originally asked for. But he said that he has somebody at 135, and if this was my only opportunity at a fight, I mean, I just put on the weight, you know. Um, it's just two extra days of eating and you know working out, I'll be okay. But I feel it, it, does he have to drop weight? He's dropping weight to, to meet weight, right? Yeah, he well, he 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 just told us. I asked him about that because his last fight was at 145. This one's at 135. But he said that he is more comfortable as a 135-er. That would be more his choice if he wanted to make a home in a weight class. It would be 135. Okay. But he did even say that he he could he could make 125. So he's most comfortable at this weight, 135. Cool. So I get so I get the healthy version of him. Yeah, you okay. get the healthy you get the healthy crop top wearing jorts wearing. Yep, stretchy fuck. jorts. I didn't know that was the dude at tryouts, but I, I remember him now. Like, as <laughs> soon as I heard you guys uh, ask him, because I was I was back and forth just listening in, you know, randomly. Yeah. He was like, "Yeah, I saw him at the tryouts and blah blah blah." I started thinking back. I said, "I, I said, that's the crop top dude." <laughs> I remember him. <laughs> nah, he's I mean, cool, man. He's cool. But um, I kind of I mean, I got to tell you, I I like the attitude on both of you guys. You guys both got really, really positive, confident attitude. You can both throw hands. You can both scrap. You're both young, uh, pretty slick in there. I for sure. It's going to be a good fight for sure. Um, I I do agree with him on on one thing. Um, 
I don't see this fight going to the third round. I don't. It could be either one of us. Uh, it's just our styles. It's, yeah, the, perfect, it, it's the perfect matchup to get the crowd on their feet. And I'm going to bring it and I hope he brings it. You know, I, all that dancing around shit, hugging, all that stuff. Like, Not for you. You're going to be in his backyard, too. He's in my backyard, too. Where are you from? I'm from South Carolina. Oh, you're both some. Where are you from? Like, how? Who's closer? He said he's about two hours from Myrtle. He's he's closer. I'm about four and a half to five hours, probably. No shit. So you guys should fill that place up. You you got you guys gonna come with an army or what? The whole city said they're coming with me. So, <laughs> oh, that makes me even more excited to be yeah. there and see it in well, person. People say a lot though. You know. Yes. We'll, we'll yeah, yeah, they do. Um, <laughs> no, I'm coming and. I know he better have a damn drink with me after the fight. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> what do you What are you doing when you're not fighting? When you're not, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you have another career. Uh, what do you? Yeah. Doing? Well, I work at a uh, metal shop. I'm a uh, receiving and shipping supervisor. Uh, it's a fabrication shop. Nice. And um, um, raise my three daughters. Oh, man. nice. Seven kids between the two of you guys fighting on January 27th, man. We got a whole fucking, almost a football team. Yeah. Yeah. Crew. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Go out there, perform for your daughters. You have three daughters, you said? Mm-hmm. Man, you poor bastards. You two. Mike has two. Seven, six, and two. <laughs> Seven, six, and I have a six and a three-year-old. Yeah. See, two my girls. wife My wife is stuck in a house full of boys, so she, I got, I got two boys. And me and it's a bunch of alphas running around in the house and Amy just has to deal with it. You guys, I, I can't even imagine what it's like. I, I feel like when your girls are all in their teenage years, you're going to be like stepping on razor blade landmines every time you take a shower. Yeah, but, you know, I always wanted a little boy, but the more I've thought about it and the more I've spent time with myself here recently for the last three and a half months, I realized uh I, I don't need another little me running around. I'd be getting on my damn nerves. Like <laughs> you be getting uh, on your own nerves. So. I'd be getting on my own nerves, man. <laughs> trap, it, you your, trap yourself in a room, you know, Spend you know some time with yourself. You'll learn a lot. Yeah. I, I, I thought, you know, maybe if I had a boy, I'd have a little me running around, but guess what? I had some girls and I was like, Oh, they're going to be nice and fun and, and, and sweet. And, and they are those things sometimes but my youngest one is a, is a maniac so like she is like exactly what i thought a boy would be like but crazier right <laughs> so hey i got it anyways you know so who knows you never know yeah, what you're gonna did, get uh, with these kids yeah my, my middle daughter man she's she's just like me so I'm, I'm 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 gonna have my hands full with that one the oldest she she's good so far so this is that second kid man yeah we gotta play it by ear <laughs> they like they like watching you fight. Did they did they go to your fight or did they watch it? Um, they they watched it. That was that was the first time they've really seen me hurt. I mean, they've seen me spar and stuff like that. But uh, the oldest, I mean, she she started crying when when she yeah. saw me injured. And uh, after I told her I was okay, she was like, "All right, cool. Well, you made some money. You want to take me to the trampoline park?" <laughs> <laughs> sure, let's yeah, do it. Yeah. I still haven't had a chance to get around to that, but I'm a, I got her. I got her. I had to get some things situated when I got back. But yeah, I'm gonna surprise him with it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, run into a bit of a rough patch. I saw, but yeah. we won't get into that. We don't need to bring that up. But dude, you know what? Having girls is it's nice. I was gonna say the friggin' second kid though, because you said your middle kid is crazy. 
My second kid is crazy. And this guy down here, if he had to pick two of his kids, which one's the nutty one? It's definitely the second kid. What's up with that? Well, why is the second kid always nuts? What is going on with that shit? Right. What do you think it is? I don't understand it. Well, I'm the second kid in my family, too. So I see it. My mom said uh, my second child is a carbon copy of me. So it's like I'm raising myself again. She says it's fucking eerie how, how similar we are. I don't know what it is. The second kid syndrome. You know what it is? They love the first kid so much. All the attention's on the first one. Yep. They're their baby. And then the second one gets slightly neglected. Yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Just like a little bit. They do. Because you know what? Brooklyn, she'd fall. We don't know what's going on. When people, oh, God. Oh, 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 oh. You know? All the time with everything. Watch out. Going to do this. Do that. Watch out. Too hot. Too cold. This, that. Boop, boop, boop. Right? The second one, she fall. You go, ah, she's all right. She'll fucking walk it off. That literally wouldn't even get off the couch. Ah, she's fine. She's fine. Let her go. She's good. <laughs> she just ran into the table at full speed and banged her head on the corner and fell. It's fine. She's fine. She'll be good. And she's good now. She doesn't even cry ever. Yeah. <laughs> you, you should worry she's about a trip, that, man. <laughs> hey, a whole trip. She's just a sociopath. That's okay. Yeah, no big deal. She has no feelings. That's great, Mike. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mike was telling me, like, he's like, Bristol's got this new thing where she likes to walk in, uh, walk up to Brooklyn and just grab her by the back of the hair and rip her head down to the Yank fucking floor. Yank her down. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then she laughs. She walks away laughing. And Mike's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> she made it through that phase. She doesn't do it anymore, but she oh. did it. She fucking just started doing it one day and she thought it was the best thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I got videos of it. I got a video of uh, of my six year old when she's probably like, you know, she was five, she's probably five or four. She's she's dancing because she was in dance class. So she's dancing to this song all nice. Right. All of a sudden, because my two year old runs up, wow, just just rips her down. Boom. Just out of nowhere. And I'm like, yo, and she planned that shit because she was watching it on the phone. And then at the right time, she runs out and does it. She knows, what's going on. She knows how to entertain. That's great. That's awesome, man. Well, we're excited to see you fight. You and Roberto should put on a show. We're going to be there live. Two South Carolina boys throwing down in the squared circle to kick off the 2023 year, which David Feldman today said on the BKFC podcast that I think they're looking at 46 events this year. Holy shit. So, you know, no pressure. I'm trying to be on on like. 30 of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no pressure on you guys, though, but you got to set the tone for 46 more of these fucking things. So, yep. Should hey. be a fantastic way to kick off the year. Myrtle Beach is beautiful. Mike and I will be there to see this fight in person. Mm-hmm. We're going to ask you some questions real quick, and then we're going to let you get out of here. It is Christmas time. It's Christmas season. Christmas questions it is. Number one for you, Jacoby Lowry. Would you rather take 25 shots of eggnog or snort a candy cane? <laughs> Give me the shots. I think I'm there with you with the shots. And because uh, yeah. that candy cane's going to break out. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. That candy Man. cane gonna break out, and you're gonna be like, "Oh my god, I gotta do I'll, all that shit." Oh, no. I deal with the stomach problems for a day or two, man, but I ain't, I ain't trying to have my sinuses messed up. I ain't yeah. trying to sniff or be smelling candy canes for the next week. I'll be oh. all right. Did you know candy canes when they break? They're like little glass shards and shit. Yeah, that would, that would fuck. Yeah, they splinter. Up. Yeah, no, I'm good. Horrible. <laughs> all right, good answer. Number two. What holiday movie can you quote the most? 
No. None. None. Oh, nah, man. I'm that, I'm that black sheep of the family. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I don't know, man. I, I don't listen to Christmas music. I don't. I don't oh, watch Christmas that's movies. fantastic. Uh oh. <laughs> Wait till you see what we got for you. All right. <laughs> On to the next number three. Would you rather accidentally tell a child that's? I gotta whisper in case my kids already getting around. All right. Would you rather accidentally tell a child that Santa's not real or have to watch a Christmas marriage proposal get rejected? Bro, I'm going to mess that kid's whole life up. (laughs) 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 Not me. I would rather watch a marriage proposal get rejected because I would laugh hysterically. Look, man, some kids just got to know, man. I guess it depends on the kid. Some some just got to know. Someone's life's about to crumble. Sorry, kid. In front of everyone. Everyone Christmas forever. Tell all your friends. Yeah, my, man, my cousin time. ruined it for me. We got in a fight one day. Like, had a whole disagreement. He was like, "You know, Santa's not real, right?" I'm like, "Bullshit." He was like, "Bro, you mean to tell me my parents lied to me for a decade?" He was like, "Bro, look at your mom's handwriting, and then look at Santa's handwriting." Oh I no! Like, Oof! Damn! Damn! <laughs> Damn. Motherfucker! Why would you do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna still pretend that I think that he's real though, because absolutely, because I'm still gonna get Santa presents. Yeah, yeah. And, and and that was the day that Jacoby Lowry became a bare knuckle fighter. <laughs> yep, fucking everyone up. <laughs> Santa's real. You go outside and you tell the one kid you hate. You're like, Billy, get over here. You know, oh. My parents just told you you little son of a bitch. You told me Santa's not real, motherfucker. Go uh, chew shit. on that. All right, number four. Here we go. Number four. What is your favorite holiday movie? Least favorite. You said you don't really watch the holiday movies. Yeah, no. Um... What about you don't watch Home Alone or Elf? Elf is always a good one. Die Hard. Who is it? Tim Allen? The play Santa? Yeah, Santa Claus. I, okay. I've seen it a few times, but I mean, I wouldn't say I was a fan of it. I, I just. You know, if your kids are into Christmas and if you have Disney Plus. Tim mm-hmm. Allen, Tim Allen just came back, and they did a series called the the Santa Clauses, and he plays Santa again. But it's like a six episode season, and it's like, it's almost like a fucking six hour movie. It's it was actually oh, wow. pretty. My my kids, it's six different one hour episodes. The kids loved it. It was, and it was it was him playing Santa again, so it was good. That's cool. Um. I don't know, man. Like, as far as like movies, I used to be into them, but now, like, there's only one thing I really watch on TV, and uh, that's porn. That is The Office. <laughs> the, the Office. office. Oh, yeah. bro, I've binge. I have binge watched The Office probably fifty times through, easy. Really? Yeah. I know a lot of people who love The Office, and I tried to watch a couple episodes. I just couldn't quite get into you, it. But... You got to make it past a few episodes. Okay. It, it, it starts out slow, man. You'll I'll follow. Try it again. I'll try it again. I've tried it a couple times. I think I got three episodes in it and I was like, I'm still not into this. I don't know. Dude, why. You're going to end up blinking and you're going to be on season four, episode 12 and be like, what just happened? Where, where yeah. did my life just go? That's what's about to happen. You know what show was like that for me? And my wife wanted to watch it. And it was like the first couple episodes. I was like, I don't know if I could fucking watch this show. Shits Creek. You ever watch Shits Creek? Yeah, I couldn't get into that. No. Either. Oh my god, dude! After like three or like you just said with The Office, after like three or four episodes, I couldn't stop fucking laughing at that goddamn show. It was so <laughs> hysteric. It's it's just like what you just said about The Office. So 
Maybe we need to give the office another try. Yeah, maybe. Last yeah, question for you. Last watch question the righteous you. gemstones when you get a chance. They're gonna throw that in there. That's righteous so fucking gem- funny. Oh, dude, the righteous gemstones might be the best thing on TV. Here we go. No, number five, Jacoby Lowry. You just told us that you don't listen to Christmas music, so this, this is gonna, gonna be, be a fun. tough one. You need to finish these Christmas <laughs> lyrics. Okay. I can't wait. I can't these wait gonna, to see what you come up with. They, they could be, be easy. They could be hard. All right. First one's a kind of a, a little bit of a softball for you here. Dashing through the snow with a one horse open sleigh. Goddamn right. A one horse open sleigh. Goddamn right. <laughs> All right. Number two. Is it with a or in a? Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> in a. Anyway. I don't know. Okay. Ready? Did I miss it? No, no, you I got it you, right. You got it right. Oh, okay, 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 okay. All right. God, Mike. Woo! It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queen. Moms. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Moms. Co- cooking. cooking. Cooking chicken and collard greens. That's uh, Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. Love that song. Love so it must be like a hip hop song? Yes, yeah, it is. Yes, you must. Yeah. Be. It's a good one. It's a good one. I do hip hop music. I'm so disappointed in myself. Yeah, okay. you need to check yeah. that one out. It's the most famous hip hop Christmas song ever it's made. It's good. It's good. You'll know, oh. you might even know it if you heard the beat. You'd be like, oh, I have heard that. Oh, if my I uncle sees this, he's gonna be so disappointed in me. <laughs> okay, here you go. This one's uh, this one's a toughie. Ah, uh, jingity jing, hee haw, hee haw, bro. There's no it's way that is a Christmas song. Dominic the Donkey. <laughs> no way that's a Christmas song. <laughs> you said no way that's a Christmas song. No, yeah. uh, I don't know where that was going. That, that... I, I haven't heard that song all year. It's oh, the man. dumbest one. It is the dumbest one of all of them. <gasps> Come on, give me give me one more that I know of these. All right, oh, here we don't go. Don't let me Mike. go out like that. Hmm. Mike, go ahead. Silent night. Holy night. <laughs> I just punched people in the face for money, bro. I don't know this song. All is bright. I don't know anything after that. Do I don't think my- anyone on earth knows anything after that. Something, something, mother and child. <laughs> Damn it, man. Hey, you absolutely sucked at that game. (laughs) No, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Now, being a hip hopper, you should absolutely know Christmas and Hollis. You need to get on that. And and Mike has one more bonus question for you, and then we'll let you go. All right. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? There was some art in it. <laughs> no, no, it's not a Christmas movie. No. There you go. Oh, we, you know what's crazy right. is up to this point, right? It was uh, one-sided. There was not a single person that came on the show that said that Chris Die Hard was not a Christmas movie. And now there's two. So you yeah, guys are true. tipping it over. Cool. So, so I was right on that one. Well, I don't... I mean, I, that's what's all your opinion? opinion. That's all what's opinion. What's your opinion? Um... Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Technically, no. I'm going to say no. After all of the talk that we had, but I'll say yes because it's funny to say yes. You know what I mean? Do you think it's aired during Christmas time? Because of the snow? It came out during... So Kyle said earlier it came out in July, but here's the thing. 
the whole premise of it is, you know, John McClane goes to a Christmas party on Christmas Eve and it gets taken over the building by terrorists. And there's all sorts of Christmas things going on. Like there's a shirt that says, ho, ho, ho. I got a machine gun. There's lots of Christmas things going on. There's Christmas music in the entire movie. There's Christmas music on the soundtrack. Yeah. So and, no, it's not a Christmas movie. And no. by the way, Christmas and Hollis is on, is in that movie. Christmas in Hollis yes. is playing it is. in Argyle's limousine when Argyle's yes. driving the limo. It's on the radio. Yeah, I say no to the Christmas. I'm sticking with that. Yeah, no, it's, it's not a Christmas movie. No. Awesome. All right. All right. We'll let you go with that one, man. It's fun talking with you. It was fun talking with your opponent. And let's give you a minute to say some things, uh, shout some people out, and give us maybe a, a prediction if you feel like it. Go ahead. Um, I mean, shout out Slaughterhouse, man. Uh, Ryan Perez, he's he's helped me a lot. Um, you know, realistically, man, I just uh, shout out to my parents for helping me uh, with the kids and being willing to watch them and allow this to happen. And, uh, you know, shout out to all the podcasters and you guys for giving me a platform to let everyone see my stupid ass, you know. And uh, <laughs> let's see, as far as a uh, prediction, man, um, I think I'm going to pick them apart. I hope. I mean, that's my game plan, and uh, this this fight's not going out of the second round. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I like fights that don't go past the second round. That's one of my favorite things ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Well, he saw me at tryouts, and uh, he, he saw a guy that slept in his car for two days, didn't really eat, and uh, had no energy and was stupid and went to the beach. He saw my cardio sucked, and uh, he don't think I can take a body shot. So I guess his <laughs> – his game plan is to pressure me, think I'm going to get tired and uh, work my body. But uh, I'm not that guy. <laughs> I, I had a very poor uh, demonstration then. So, um, nah, man, I'm quick. I hit hard and I like to move. So See, it's going to be fun. But he's, from what I've seen from the little bit that I watched, I think he's a very worthy opponent and I think he's very dangerous. And I, this fight could go either way. And I'm very excited to meet him and uh, excited to give you guys, you know, a good show. Hell yeah. So you, are you telling me that you, Roberto, Kerry Caprio were all at the same tryouts? Who was there anybody else there that is now on the roster that was also at those tryouts that you know of? I think that's Where it. did you go? Uh, he couldn't. Okay. Oh, the, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's the one he couldn't. Uh, yeah. Pronounce yeah. the armist couldn't. He was like, I don't know. How to pronounce yeah. It. Drive down this long road. There's alligators just chilling. You know, on the road. People's walking on the same road. It was just, it was a really weird experience. Um, <laughs> yeah, nah, he, uh, yeah, he was at the trials as well. Okay. Yeah, but, well, man, it was destined to the, to have you two in the ring at some point. We are looking forward to it. January 27th in Myrtle Beach, BKFC 35. Thank you very much for coming on the show tonight. We're looking forward to the fight. Mike, you got anything else for Jacoby? Ah, uh, man, we'll see you next month and uh, Merry Christmas. Absolutely. Merry Christmas, guys. Y'all have a great night. Take it easy. Take it easy. Yeah, man. All right. Two awesome guys, man. That was fucking cool. Um, very yeah. fun. Great attitudes on both of them. Um, very exciting new fighters. I And they're building the lower weight classes. They're, they just keep building these lower weight classes. And, you know, for a while there, there was a bunch of 135ers, and that was great. But... 145 had like two fighters and 125 had like two fighters. And now all of a sudden 
like he's a 125 he's coming up to 135 but 125 has got some guys 135 has got a shitload of guys 145 is building up it's fantastic i love it yeah it's great this last year has flown by so fast we went to so many cards we've had tons of shows tons of videos and interviews and like the the, the weight classes, like you said, have grown so quickly because I remember when the uh, the bare knuckle rankings committee thing was going on and there was nobody in 145. There wasn't even enough people for five for five people to be it's for people to be in the top five. It was John Lee Chalbeck HD. That was it. Yeah, yeah, you know, that was it. Robert. It was those two guys. Was, yeah, um, it, it, it was. It's nutty. There was like nobody there. Now there's so. Tyler many Goodjohn people. was in the 145 division for a minute there too. Yeah, and, yeah, and then he moved. Hey, right. let's talk about today. Let's talk about today real quick. And yeah. all these fights that they, they announced. BKFC yeah. 35 has a main event now. Um, the main event came as a surprise because you and I both knew that they were talking about Johnny Bedford and Bedford talked to us about it. And yep. we, were, we were pretty sure that it was going to be Johnny Bedford and Datwin rematch in the main event. And they talked about it today on the show when he announced his retirement, you know, shout out to Johnny Bedford, you know, congratulations in his retirement. He's, he's got another baby on the way and he's got a life, he's a very successful businessman and a coach and whatnot. He's not going to leave the fight game, but he's not going to be fighting anymore, but we lost that. We lost that main event. Now they announced this main event. Did you see this coming, Mike? Uh, I did not see this coming at all. Couldn't have guessed it. Did had, I had no idea. I thought what they were going to say was Dat win versus Reggie Barnett. That's, That's what, what I, I thought, thought they were going to say. But then I was thinking in my head, they're not going to put Reggie in South Carolina. They got the Virginia one coming up. Right. So what can it possibly be? Now you got the graphic. I think you do. I do. Right? Go I ahead. Bring the graphic up. Guys, main event, Gogo Slavesky versus Yodenis Sedeno. These two guys, we all know what Gogo's done in the last seven months. Sedeno's an absolute fucking savage. Yep. Did not see this one coming, but yep. they said that this is for a the welter. He said it was for a title today. Now at first, at first, right. But then, okay. But then, but then it became like a shot at a title. Oh, because he did say for the one sixty five pound title, which was which like threw me off for a second. I was like, oh wait a second, is Luis Palomino vacating the bell or what's going on here? But so the winner of this one will either be fighting Luis Palomino or someone else, right? Or, or if, if, if Luis decides to go back to 155 and stay there. Awesome, man. What a rise to the top for Gogo. Like, Sedano's a beast too. Nothing against him, but like to watch Gogo go from his debut fight to seven months later being 4-0 and then a month and a half later getting a title eliminator shot. Man, is that kid on like a fucking meteoric meteoric rise, as they say. Sporting touch of hands. Dude, (laughs) It is absolutely insane because what everyone sees. So we're doing our award show mission accomplished presents the bare knuckle awards this year. Get out there and vote. We're going to keep on releasing all these different categories. You got to vote fan driven. We'll go out. We're going to count the votes. We're going to give them a, we're going to announce all the winners on January 11th. So, but go, go as 
he's in the category of rookie of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Of the year. The year is 12 months long, right? Everyone should know that. And yeah. I just learned this three months ago, 12 months in a year. He fought all those fights in, in seven, seven months. Guess seven not, months. Nobody really does that. Like, imagine if he continued There's, that, if he had that all year, that same, you know, uh, presence. What would he get? Six fights? Seven fights? If you want them all, that's insane. That's like a friggin', that's like a Neil Magny or a friggin', uh, Cowboy Cerrone year, you know? Right. It really is. That's, that's a, that's an old school, um, that's that's like you just said back when Cowboy Cerrone was shoot, uh, was fighting five times a year. You know what I mean? Wild. It is, and and for all the people that think that this is some savage sport that's so much more brutal than any every other combat sport, those are all stunads saying that shit. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They need to take the blinders off and come watch this because yeah. he is proof that it is not as yes, it's bloody. Yeah. But it's not as dangerous as everyone thinks it is. And if a yeah, guy can fight through two or three times, then it's over for you. Yeah, but they must break their hands constantly, right? Yeah, if he's breaking his hands constantly, how the fuck is he fighting four times in seven months? <laughs> that, yeah, I always see people comment, and it's like they're fans of sports. It's because you don't want to, like, deter them and be like, hey, you fucking idiot. You don't know what's going on here, you know? <laughs> but, like, people always say this, and I see it. They just come up with this thing in their mind. Nobody told them this. They just came up with it, and they write it in the comments like it's the fucking God's honest truth. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, I understand why, uh, you know, Bedford's going. I mean, you just can only fight for so long and bare knuckle, like, two, three fights, and it's over. I'm like, that's not why he's fucking stopping, dude. What the f- <laughs> What? <laughs> Like, I don't yeah, know, people just, say it with everything now. They're like, yeah. oh yeah, you can only fight so many times. Like, then how come so and so, you know, this guy's got nine, nine fights, this guy's got ten fights, this guy's got four fights in one year. What are you talking about? Right. Britain Hart's fought a shitload of times in a like a I, year. I want to say, dude, I want to say that Britain, I could be wrong. Somebody pull this up. Did she fight five times in 12 months? Yeah. I think she fought five yeah, she times. Definitely did. Five times in 365 days. Like, that's insane. That girl's a savage. They're all fucking awesome. And yes, I will tell them, Ben, you guys who think that bare knuckle is too brutal of a combat sport and it's worse than any of the other combat sports are the stunads of the year. You (laughs) fucking assholes. Yeah, goddammit. Just watch and enjoy it. Don't worry about how long they're going to be around for. Let them worry yeah. around about that shit. All right. Well, we talked about that enough. There's multiple other fights. That that fight card, January 27th, Myrtle Beach, BKFC 35, Gogo Slavesky versus Yudenis uh, Sedano in the main event. But you also have our boy Tony Loco Soto taking on Josh. How do you say his last name? Marer? 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 Marer. 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 We got Tony Soto's opponent there. We got what well, you said. Er, you brought it up earlier. Ma- Mara, uh, he he fought recently. Um, he 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 might he be him. Brandon remember. Allen. Brandon Allen. That's right. Yeah. Superman. He fought Superman. in Orlando. Yep. And you got uh, you that got was De- a tough one for him. Devin Gibson's finally coming back, fighting Albert and Clown. Yep. Uh, that should be a crazy one. Uh, the Crasian Andy Wynn is back. She's fighting Dimitrieva. 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 Another name that's like Rudneva. Rudneva. Dimitrieva. 
Yep, that's right. So they're really starting to, to build this card up. They announced five of them today. I can't wait to see what the rest of the card looks like. They didn't just announce those today, though. We have our main event for uh, Knuckle Mania 3. I don't think we have a graphic for it. Uh, they didn't. I So I looked for the actual official graphic for it, and there wasn't one. I posted which... one today. Um, we've, we are finally going to see it, guys. The Juggernaut. Yeah. In the Marine main event, Albuquerque, New Mexico, February 17th, Knuckle Mania 3. Maybe the most anticipated grudge match in bare knuckle history. I don't know if I can think of one that has had such a buildup like this one. It, they started chirping at each other on the interwebs prior to Hollywood, Florida. And then they ran into each other at the weigh-ins. And of course, that viral video that went out that our video alone had a million and a half views on it. I don't I'm sure there's many other fucking cell phone videos out there that have many different angles of that whole thing. They have hated each other since that day. Oh, yeah. And, oh, then, yeah. and then Mike Richmond goes and gets that interim 185 title in Denver. He's having his moment in the ring who comes storming down the, the aisle to, to uh, ruin his day. There he is, the juggernaut. Ain't no champ unless I say so. They oh, are yeah. finally, they are, they are finally gonna settle it inside the ring in Albuquerque in a city that goes fucking bananas for fights. It's gonna be unbelievable, dude. <laughs> I am beyond excited for this. And as was announced today, this is a fight between two guys that now Mike Richmond has a decent career outside of here with Bellator and stuff. So he did fight for, uh, you know, a big company and stuff, but these two guys, like as of late have really grown inside the company. Um, so it's going to be a fight where they didn't take somebody from say the UFC that has this big established name, like Mike Perry or Paige Van Zant, And they're putting in two guys that have built their name here and bare knuckle, which is a great thing to see because that's what, the sport needs they need all of this they need those outside players to come in and bring fans and eyes and stuff like that but in the meantime you're building up your homegrown fighters and fighters that are coming in making a big name for themselves in beer knuckle even though you know mike might not be 100 percent homegrown he's got his own thing going on before bare knuckle but here he is he's, he's becoming a, very a star. Big star in in bare knuckle and he's now known for his bare knuckle fights because of his grit his toughness his no quit attitude never say never he's a fucking badass dude and then juggernaut ha is a two-weight world champion and he's in there and he's fucking he's calling his shots every time and winning he's telling everybody what he's gonna do how he's gonna do it and the way he says it nobody likes it but he fucking makes sure that everyone knows that he cannot be stopped and he goes and he does it so this is like two guys that are butting heads constantly and neither one of them are like back down guys i feel like this is going to be so entertaining leading up to this i i can't Dude, freaking wait for it man it's going to be fantastic think about this that is two guys that when it's all said and done fucking 10 12 years from now 15 years from now and like you know there's a whole new generation of bare knuckle fighters that are doing their thing. These are the ones that these two guys are like ones that these guys are going to be like, who's on your Mount Rushmore. Who's on your bare knuckle Mount Rushmore. Lorenzo hunts on it right now. 
But Mike, Mike Richmond could be on it too. And it's very rare that you get to see two guys that level fucking squaring off in the sport that they're dominating like this. It's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. We've been there since the start of the buildup. We've been riding with these guys ever since we got them both on the fucking show together three days after that skirmish in the, in the, in the lobby there, they came on here Mm -hmm. and we let them voice their opinions and they wanted that fight back then. And uh, now we're finally going to get it, man. It's a, it's a, that was a nice little Christmas gift from uh, Mr. Feldman there. Uh, He, he also uh, told us about the, the main event for the very next week. They are going to be, debuting in new orleans um new orleans main event two big fucking bad boys right there the champ the heavyweight champ arnold adams will be defending his title against the guy who's just been fucking smacking people around since he got here alan belcher longtime ufc veteran longtime mma fighter now i think he's three and oh in bkfc with two fucking knockouts this dude is, uh, you know, beelining towards Arnold Adams, and he's finally getting his his shot, and it's going to be a fantastic fight in New Orleans. I can't wait for that one. Unfortunately, I can't see me and you getting to that one if we're going to be at fucking Knucklemania the week before, or maybe we get divorced. I don't know. It's not out of the uh, – It's. I wouldn't get rid of that option, you know. I, you know, hey, it's the fight. Yeah, let's see. You know, yeah. maybe maybe we just go right from there to there. You know, we're just gonna drive over. Oh God. I can't <laughs> yeah, wait for twenty twenty. I really can't wait for twenty twenty three. Guys, thank you very much for tuning in tonight. We do have a show next week, next Thursday. Special guest. We will be announcing this uh guest. Do we announce it before the show or do we uh wait wait to our two hundredth guest is gonna be a very, very important one and a very special guest to the show. And uh, I can't think of a better person to have on as the 200th guest to ever come on here. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to find, we're going to, we're going to ask everything that everyone wants to hear. And, um, and then we're going to prep ourselves for 2023. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. We'll close the year out with a, with a really good guest. We'll get a nice, hopefully a nice long show. One guest, get a lot of questions, learn all about this person. And uh, yeah, I'd like to, be awesome. I'd like to do a whole hour if possible. Yeah. With, with this guy. And it, um, it would be worth, it will be way worth it. And like, like uh, Mike brought up a couple times earlier and thank you to the BKFC guys themselves on their podcast today for shouting us out. They, they shouted out the mission accomplished bare knuckle awards today on their show. It is 100% fan driven voting. So we're going to probably end up having 10, maybe 10 categories, fight of the year, fighter of the year, event of the year, comeback of the year, rookie of the year, viral moment of the year. There's going to be more. Yep. Get everybody you know on there. Vote for these guys. You want you want Tony Soto threatening to uh, fornicate with a dog as the best viral moment? Go vote for him. If you want uh, Go-Go to win Rookie of the Year, go vote for him. You want Dave Mundell or Luis Palomino or Misfit to be the fighter of the year, go vote for them. It's all up to you guys. And that's going to take place January 11th. We can't wait for that one. 
Big things, Mike. Big things. Big things are coming. Everybody, if you're watching now, make sure you hit that like button. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Follow everything. Help us out. And also, if you want to really help your boys out and you want to help out Guerrilla Warfare Apparel, you get on there and use the promo code Mike and Mish to save 15% off your purchase. Get your Mike and Mish. They just released a bunch of hoodies, T-shirts, and some snapback hats yep. for Christmas time. So get on there and get some. They also have a ton of other stuff. They've got shorts. They've got tank tops. They've got kids clothes. They've got everything. Get there. Really cool stuff. And uh, get some presents. Get some presents for your for your wife, your kid, your, your loved ones. Some guerrilla warfare apparel. Look at that. Yeah. yeah, you got a fantastic shout out on the BKSC podcast today. You guys have much so uh have much respect from management. Yeah. Yeah, it was it's very cool to see them um doing that for us, man. Like we appreciate what the opportunities that we're getting and we're going to keep on driving on and uh we'll we'll get better from we, we just keep getting better in 2023, but that is it for tonight. Merry Christmas to everybody. I hope you guys Merry all have a, I hope you have a ton of great plans to spend with your family and you all get everything that you asked for for Christmas this year. Mike, you got anything else for these peeps? Nah, just Merry Christmas and uh, we'll see you all next Thursday, not Wednesday, Thursday. Peace. Peace. <laughs>